ready? Downtown Savannah at the corner of Broughton Street and Price. If you've been around a long time, then you know that was the corner. It still is the corner where the legendary Juarez Mexican restaurant sat for many, many years. Everybody in Savannah, I think, went to Juarez uh, regularly, more than regularly, if you're, if you're referring to me and the people I knew downtown. But they closed some years ago, and it went through a couple of different uh, iterations of restaurants. But now I think... Broughton and Price finally has the the resident that's going to uh, make it uh, as amazing as it ever was and uh, will be going forward. I'm sitting across the room from the owner and very much operator of the Java Burrito Company. Her name is Frederica Fecate. First of all, good morning. Thanks for hanging out. Good morning. Thanks for having me. You, uh, you and your husband, Michael, are the owners and very much operators of the Java Burrito Company at Broughton and Price. <laughs> and I word it that way because you guys have Java Burrito over in Hilton Head. You decided to come to Savannah. You've opened this beautiful space and it Took a minute, but now it has taken off. What's that process been like for you guys? Yeah, I mean, it's been a wild ride. So Java Burrito Hilton Head turns 10 this April, which wow. is crazy yeah. for us to think about. I mean, that means I was 24 years old when we opened wow. that. Wow. <laughs> and worked like 15-hour days mm -hmm. <laughs> easily, mm -hmm. seven mm -hmm. days a week. Um so Savannah is going to be starting its third year of business wow. this April. I wouldn't have guessed that, but I yeah. guess so. Yep. And um, we really wanted to test our concept in a different demographic mm -hmm. in a, a bigger city. And we had this incredible opportunity, this iconic Mexican Juarez building. Mm -hmm. Everyone has a story yeah. from Juarez. I'm sure. Um, That's why I started this whole chat with that because it was it. a big deal. No, I, I love that it is such an emotional connection for mm -hmm. so many people that have been in Savannah for so long. Beautiful memories, laughter, you know, sitting with very special people in their lives that may or may not be here today. Right. It's, yeah. it's really a cool building that has a, a lot of just good energy. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. So you're coming up on three years there at, at Java Burrito. Starting three years. Starting right, three in years April. in April. April mm -hmm. 24 will be three years. Um, I can't stress it enough. I see Michael in the kitchen. I see him there, you know, even when I'm driving by, I see him, you know, standing out on the on the sidewalk on the phone. You are very, very passionately involved in the marketing and the look and the branding and all of that stuff. You guys work a lot of hours. We work a lot of hours. I mean, we are entrepreneurs in every sense of the word. You live, eat, breathe it. You think it. You don't know when to turn it off. Yeah, it, there's nobody to replace you, mm -hmm. um, which we're working on all of those things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because it's not really, you know, a super sustainable lifestyle when you have a family. Um, but Michael is an incredible operator. He is so detail-oriented, so organized, he really runs, you know, the restaurant business can be run like a hobby. I, you know, sure. I have a lot of friends. They mm -hmm. have their books in the kitchen and, you know, kind of accounting here and there. But um, we really run what we like to think is a tight ship in all facets of it. Yeah. And hopefully that is, 
what customers experience. Yeah, and and I and I thought it would be fun to chat with you and and underscore all of that from the standpoint of I mean you've lived now downtown here for those three years plus I'm sure. You know, you know everything that gets talked about down here with everything becoming corporate and desensitized and we don't know who we're doing business with and all that stuff. But here you guys are being very successful at part of the community as a, air quote, I'm not trying to age you guys, but mom and pop business, <laughs> you know, and it's working. Yes. And I do hear so much of that chatter. And I really do think that press and journalists and whoever writes about Savannah needs to be a little bit careful of putting these huge labels on Savannah because there's a lot of local hardworking people here. It's not just the corporate companies that are spending millions of dollars. It What makes the city go round are the people that work for the city, the people that own the businesses, the people that live downtown. You know, I mean, yeah. there's a lot of us. I know. We just work a lot and yeah. you don't see us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think I would love to, you know, highlight that for the local press that, you know, don't just focus on the people pouring money into Savannah. That's, if anything, a huge compliment to what we've already done. I, and I say we loosely because I'm relatively new, yeah. right? But No, I get it. I get it. You know, I, I have lived downtown here for almost 20 years or maybe even more at this point. I don't know. I lose track. But, <laughs> you know, I walk around like I know you do, and I look at all this beautiful architecture, and I look at what is downtown Savannah. Don't need to go too deep into that. And, and I say, you know, Everybody wants to be here. Everybody wants to invest here. How lucky are we? We are so lucky. And there is so much incredible opportunity here. Yes. For everyone. Yes. You know, these these conversations about, oh, Savannah, downtown Savannah is turning into Disney World. I mean, let's take a big pause on that, okay? Yes. Because Savannah has mm -hmm. so much integrity. Yes. And the, I mean, everything at Disney is fake. Right. It's created, Correct. right? Orlando was a swamp, okay? So Savannah is never going to be able to beat Disney World. I have, to, I have to throw this story in here. When I first moved here in 98, 99, my uh, cousins were on a road trip from Miami. They were headed somewhere north, I think Tennessee, and they stopped here. And so this is 98, 99, 2000. I drive them around Savannah, and we are driving down River Street. And my cousin Eric, I will never forget, we grew up going to Disney, obviously, from Miami. Well, sure. <laughs> We're rolling down River Street, and he's looking out the window, and he says, quote, this looks just like Disney World. And, and I'm driving, and I said— what you don't realize is that Disney World was made to look like this. And someone yes. in the back giggled and said, yeah, I guess so. Like, yeah. This is the real deal. Yes. This can't be <laughs> really replicated. Savannah is so cool. It is so different. Yes. It will always be different. Yes. The amount of creatives that we have here. Yes. I mean, we're so lucky to have. I know Savannah College of Art and Design is such a controversial topic for tax reasons, but we are so lucky totally. to have. They renovated these buildings so beautifully. Mm -hmm. I yeah. mean, wow. Yeah. And the influence that they bring for yeah. my business, the yeah. influence is huge. Sure, of course. It's a huge economic driver, and it's it's really a fun group of kids to have here. Totally. They so, are all creative, regardless of the color of their different. hair. They're yeah. all different, which <laughs> I are. love. Yeah. I love embracing. That's yes. what Java Burrito was built on, you know, way back when, was a place for everyone to come to, a place of community, a place where everyone could find something yeah. for them 
that they like. Totally agree. And I laugh when people say, oh, you know, all of this corporate money is taking over Savannah. I was talking to a developer friend of mine a few weeks ago, and I said, man, everywhere you look, there's they're shoving a hotel or this or that. And he looked at it from the standpoint and he said, you know, Jesse, there's so much room for more. I said, really? How do you figure that? Because I'm thinking of the exact confines of the historic district. There's a limit, obviously. But when you start thinking about what's happening at Eastern Wharf and across the street from Eastern Wharf, if you go the other side, Louisville Road and everything, there's still a whole lot of blight. I mean, look where the end market arena is. Correct. There's Correct. a lot of opportunity out there. Correct. They put they put Correct. that there for a reason, yes. right? I mean, that yes. wasn't just plopped yes. there. <laughs> but even even if you get closer in, the project that's being discussed at Gwinnett and mm-hmm. Broad, mm-hmm. you know, you if you go into the historic district, it's it's not a, a shiny new Hilton Garden Inn on every corner. There's still a lot of abandoned stuff. There are still vacancies yes. on Broughton Street. Yes, There's, exactly. Yes. yes. I mean, we're not there yet that we can start complaining about corporate money. Yes, um, but some people don't, you know how. So. I know, but we just need to be, we need to be a little grateful that these people, these companies, this amount of money even wants to be here. Correct, 1 million percent. I sat in this chair a few weeks ago and I said, the fear here is when Tubby's announced they were closing at the end of the month. The yeah. fear here is um, there will be a Chipotle on every corner. And I'm not dogging Chipotle. This isn't about them. I'm just using them as an example of a corporate name. But I said, I don't see that happening. Savannah is too protective of it. Do you agree? Um, first of all, Chipotle is a, a really incredible company. What yeah. they pull off with the amount of restaurants that they have yeah. is admirable. They, their commercials, though, offer the greenest limes and cilantro I've ever seen in my life. You yes. see those commercials, it's like, that thing is nuclear, but anyway. There's some editing, <laughs> sure. I mean, they can afford to have the best editors, right? right? Yeah. And they're doing it. Yeah. Um, Savannah, so in Hilton Head, historically, um, chains don't do well. Right. You see Zaxby's closing. Uh-huh. You see KFC closing. Uh-huh. They build Popeye's closed. They build fancy buildings on the south end of the island, the busiest end, and they're there for one or two years. Now, you know, mom and pop companies like Ruan Thai take right. over the right. Popeyes, right? Right. Um, I think this part of the country has a different relationship to these chains in these big pockets of tourism and um, residents that really like supporting the community. Hilton Head and Savannah do have that in common. There's many differences. But I don't see locals in either in either place going out of the way to get to a chain. Agreed. So I don't think Savannah ever has to worry about having a chain on every... Now, there's... There's the conversation that I just had yesterday about, oh, Savannah doesn't like the big box stores. Well, I think there's room for everyone, like you said. Mm-hmm. I think a healthy mix, the big box stores, they do bring of positive things. Of course. They of pay course. a lot of rent. Mm-hmm. They occupy huge spaces mm-hmm. that Taxes, all of a it. small company wouldn't be able to afford. Correct. Um, they employ a lot of people. So, I mean, I think we... We shouldn't draw these hard lines. Yeah. There's enough room for everyone. Everyone con- contributes something to the community. Yeah. And if we have a healthy mix, it's going to it's gonna be okay. Yeah. I and it's going to be agree. really cool. I, 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 and I think that's a perfect segue to what is going to be. Uh, you guys are down on the eastern end of Broughton Street at uh, Price and Broughton. Um, 
you, I know you and I have spoken many times about your relationships with both the residents and the other business owners there on that eastern end. Do you still, there's been talk over the years, if you've been here long enough, you've heard it at some point um, about that being the forgotten end of Broughton Street. Is that kind of evolving a little bit? Are you guys still stuck in the mud? I mean, I think it's evolving a little bit. Definitely when we arrived, it was the forgotten end. Yes. It was people talking about nothing ever goes past Lincoln. Right. That's just the way it is. You know, forget about it. Yeah. Blah, blah. Right. Yeah. Um, we're in a really cool part of town because it's a big residential pocket with yes. super awesome people, both new to Savannah and have been here forever that live right around there. But we also are on Broughton Street, which is a commercial street. Right. So it's it's a nice mix of both. Um, I think it's still the forgotten end. I don't really think we're going to get rid of that until we make Broughton a, a, con, a continuous, continuous, whatever, yeah. street from MLK to East Broad. It is the same. I don't think we're going to get rid of it until we finish that. And, and it won't ever be the same. That's, but But the... This buzzword that yeah. might just bother people, the streetscape phase two. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it needs to be completed. It needs to be done. If if we don't connect to what was done in phase one visually, right. we're always going to be the forgotten end. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't look good down there, guys. No. No. Cracked no. sidewalks, sewage yeah. issues, drainage yeah. issues, holes, Savannah, crosswalks. Savannah issues. Crosswalks that aren't, yeah, but these are issues that if we're going to really, you know, move to the future and move forward, I mean, yes, let's I handle can. these yeah. basic issues that affect quality of life for residents. I know it's a huge topic right now, but quality of life, I mean, traffic and safety is a huge quality of life living downtown. Yes. So let's make it as safe as possible and get people to stop drag racing down Broughton. Or price. And or price. Yeah. Um, let's get these crosswalks lit up so people can walk around safely. Uh, your your idea, and you and I have chuckled about this many times. Your idea to stop the drag racing is to close it down. Oh, would you? Would well, you, I mean, I'm Magic a little... Wand? Would you shut off Broughton <laughs> Street permanently to cars? If I if I was to if make... you had the magic wand, I said, here you go. Would you close it to cars permanently? That is such a great question because I have done research on, on uh, case studies in Europe. Right. Uh, Paris is closing to cars in three years. Um, Dublin has done a huge yeah. test. They've yeah. closed. Copenhagen has one of the most prestigious streets in Europe is pedestrian only. There are no vacancies on this street. You cannot afford an apartment on this street. So... Contrary to what maybe where your mind goes when you think of closing a street, the data says, wait a second, people want this. Families yes. flock to it. They can walk with their kids. They can walk with their dogs. There's more cafe seating. It's yes. more social. Yes. Um, I think there's a piece of it that we really need to look into. And whether that's a partial a partial closing like Charleston does. Right. I mean, there's a neighbor that does it and it's very successful. Yeah. So yeah. why not try it? Why not test this out? I think Savannah has an incredible footprint to be more pedestrian friendly, be more bike friendly. I think 
if we focus on those things, the quality of life for residents is going to be much higher. Property values will go up. People want to live places they can walk and bike. It's healthier. We all know this for, you know, our lives. I don't disagree with any of this. You and I have discussed it many times. Yes, but uh, sometimes people look at me with three heads. Nah, well... And that's okay. Yeah. I can take it. <laughs> I'm sure as we sit here in the uh, District Live studio at Plant Riverside, when Richard Kessler said, I'm going to build this with three buildings and the smokestacks are going to stay and it's going to be the old power plant and there's going to be a big bougie pool up on the top of this building. Da, 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 da. I bet he got some people looking at him with three heads. You know, I thought about him when I was walking around here um, this morning and I thought, I would love to sit down. Mr. Kessler, <laughs> if you're listening, I would love to talk to you buy you a cup of coffee um, because this took ba- this took vision of to course. do. I mean, of course, resources, but I mean, somebody with three heads yes. looked at it yes. and said, this could be really cool. Yes. And that's what I look at the east end of Broughton as. This yes. could be really cool. Yes. This is a huge connector for MLK, Eastern Wharf to really be a center, be a hub, be a great mix of commercial, residential, retail, hospitality, hotel. I mean, our end of town has, I think, three lots right now that are undeveloped that are, don't quote me on it, but I believe one of the few spaces in the historic district that you could still build a boutique hotel. Really? Yes. Wow. So our end of town is zoned for boutique hotel, which there is like... You know, rules for that. I think it right. can't be higher than five stories, right. maybe. And right. again, don't quote me on right, all these right, figures, right. but um, it, there's there's movement to be made, and you know, there's always going to be some some conversation between residents and you know, finding that healthy mix of sure. tourism. But residents also have to understand. I am a resident myself. Mm-hmm. If the tourism just pulled out of Savannah right now, correct, we'd be done. Whoa. Yeah. I'd be working at the shoe store in the Oglethorpe Mall. I mean, I don't know <laughs> what I'd be doing, but that would be so many jobs. Totally. So much money. Totally. I totally. mean, totally. Mo- and money that goes to, to everything. Yeah. Makes the city go around. So yeah. we have to find a space where we can be grateful for the tourism, but still find quality of life for residents. I believe that comes with looking at the infrastructure of the streets, the sidewalks, the bike lanes, and yeah. finding that happy mix. A couple more, I'll let you go. We're chatting with Frederica Fecate, who is the owner and uh, operator, she and her husband, Michael, of Java Burrito Company at Broughton & Price. Best happy hour on Broughton Street, $5 cocktails, 4 to 6 every day that you're open, right? Close on Mondays? That's right. Fresh yeah. squeezed lime margarita, number one in South Carolina. <laughs> Is it really? That's we, right. That's we right. have you not won Georgia that. yet. Come on, Georgia. Oh, boy. <laughs> Georgia puts down a lot of margaritas now. Watch out. Um, the 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 whole, um, you, your residents, your neighbors, not everybody moves here with vision and passion and plans like you. Some people move here especially to your end of Broughton Street, because it's quiet. They, they like that it's not the city. They like that it's not all of these things. Um, in talking to some of your neighbors down there, all of these things that you share, I'm guessing those aren't the people who look at you with three heads. Is there some interest in doing th- the things you're talking about? 
Um, there's some really progressive people that definitely see the possibility and the vision. They're from all over the world. You know, they live here. They choose to live here. Right. Um, and they can see how cool it really could be. Correct. Uh, there's definitely your older crowd that doesn't want anything to change. Right. You know, if they're going to put a boutique hotel on their corner, it is going to be yeah. H-E-L-L for yeah. them. Yeah. And I don't want any people wandering my square. Correct. So, again, there's a healthy mix of both. I think we can all coexist. Yeah. I don't think that's out of out of touch. Um, it's finding that happy medium and attracting you know, the type of tourist that isn't going to be, you know, throwing glass bottles at 3 a.m. and hollering around. It's maybe looking for, I know the Tourism Leadership Council is focusing very hard on trying to find a tourist that stays longer. Right. They believe if we find a tourist that stays longer, we're going to attract a different type of tourist that has different goals for their time here in Savannah. Maybe a little bit more disposable income. Yeah. It all goes round. Yeah, I see it down on my end. I live toward the southern end of Forsyth Park. And as that neighborhood has developed, you know, I see the different people. I, I, I've i told you this. I, I've gone from seeing students and or people that, you know, are throwing bottles at 2 o'clock in the morning. Still hear some of those. But I'm seeing a lot of couples in their maybe 30s and 40s. Sometimes it's the it's the woohoo girls, as we call them, the bachelorettes. <laughs> the woohoo girls. The woohoo, the woo-hoo <laughs> girls. Yeah, that's what we call them down there because they'll rent out an Airbnb and at 1 a.m. you'll hear, woohoo! Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have them down where we I'm are, sure, too. <laughs> I'm sure. But I'm seeing a lot of, you know, uh, professional-looking couples walking with their coffee and yoga pants in the morning. That's what it has brought to my neighborhood. So I'm down with it. It's, you know, everybody's upset about short-term vacation rentals and all of that nonsense. But Well, that's um, a different Yeah, that's a whole other Dr. Phil right there. Conversation entirely. I do believe there is a new software program that's going to help the city manage the short-term vacation rental certificates. So that's something positive to talk about. Good. One thing that I think is positive, and I hope we can can pull it off. I don't think uh, it's crazy to uh, share it here or not. You and I have discussed at various levels trying to bring the second Sunday concept from Charleston here to Savannah. In Charleston, they close Upper King Street, which is their Broughton Street, uh, one Sunday a month, the second Sunday from, I believe it's 11 a.m. till 5 p.m. They close it to cars, and it's a big festival. And you said it was several blocks. So it's Correct, not about like seven a, or eight blocks, yeah. It's not like a one-block party or right. anything. It's, no. It's a nice stretch. Of, it, it's a big stretch. Yep. And your hospitality, retail, restaurant friends— mm-hmm. All about it. They love it. Yes. They get different demographics. They get they get moms and, with strollers, and they get all of that. It's not about going down there and day drinking, getting hammered. It's going down and having a nice lunch because, you know, you can walk in the street. It's not everybody trying to fit on a little skinny old broken sidewalk. They have broken sidewalks too, you know. Everywhere has broken sidewalks. <laughs> hey, I'm, I get the charm of the broken sidewalk. Yes. But— um, I think Broughton Street can be better than a broken sidewalk. We need fewer broken sidewalks. Somebody should make that T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Go sit in front of City Hall so Van sees us. Mayor Van, I should say. But we say. do have your restaurant week coming up. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you for reminding me. I completely forgot about it. You guys, Java Burrito, are uh, participating in uh, restaurant week. You called me the other day and said, hey, we want in on this. <laughs> Tell everybody what you guys are offering January 26th through February 4th. 
So uh, we are taking an OG concept from our Hilton Head restaurant. So we have participated in Restaurant Week there. It's done by the Hilton Head Chamber. And we decided one year, let's just blow this up. Let's do $3 margaritas all day, all restaurant week. How many margaritas can we sell? How many margaritas can you drink, Hilton Head? So I saw Jesse post about restaurant week. I said, all right, how many margaritas can you drink, Savannah? $3 margaritas all week, all day. You should do, it would be cool to put a running tally on the on a, on a marker board in the restaurant. <laughs> we could do that. <laughs> that would be fun. It's not hard. These POS systems... They track everything. That's true. That's so, true. That's true. We can get you a report by you the can, end of the week. And you mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned it a few minutes ago. You guys, you squeeze your lime juice. You make. You make this isn't a big mix thing. You you make it all from scratch. It is fresh squeezed lime juice. It is. Yeah, I believe four ingredients. Don't quote me. I haven't been by the bar in a few or behind the bar in a few years. Um, but it is a four ingredient margarita, and we have people emailing us for the recipe. For real. But we don't give it out. Who emails for a re- margarita recipe? My goodness. Oh, it's, it's so it's such a compliment, though. It's so of nice. Of course. They, they email and they say, I promise you, I'm not opening a bar. I just want to make these margaritas in Maryland or wherever they are, you know? <laughs> and I have to write back and say, I'm so sorry. I just can't risk it. No, of course not. No. <laughs> um, but especially if we're gunning for number one margarita in Georgia. Yeah, next thing you know, block away, you get Java margarita. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, doesn't work that way. Exactly. Um, well, I appreciate you taking some time to hang out with us. I, I love chatting with you because you uh, are obviously forward thinking and and see all of this where we live for what it is, what it can be, and what it's going to take from those of us who live here to make it what we. It, I know you're you're from Europe. I'm from Miami, which is kind of halfway to Europe. I lived south. in Miami for Did seven you? years. <laughs> yeah, so I get it. I feel it. I, I, you know, I'm passionate about it. Hey, as, there's a as huge well. pedestrian street yes. in Miami, Lincoln Road, and Miami is, Beach. Yes. It is so hot. Yeah, it's yeah. like all the restaurants. I mean, that's a spot. It's the hottest spot yeah. to go. Uh huh. You know, yeah. we can we can do that. We can do it. Yeah. If we want to. Right now, there's someone grumbling listening I know. to us. Well, maybe <laughs> someone high up is going, we need to shut her up. <laughs> Let's go. No, but here's here's to 2024 and big things. Yes. And, um, and, and always, a, a, an old buddy of mine used to say, you, you have to have an agitator. Cheers to $3 margaritas during restaurant week. Uh, I think that's the perfect way to end it. January 26th through February 4th. We have 25 restaurants participating. You wow. can see the full restaurant uh, list roster, I should say, at eatitandlikeit.com. Frederica, thank you for hanging out. Thank you so much. This was great. We'll see you soon. Bye. Thanks for hanging out with us, everybody. We'll uh, we'll see you next week right here uh, for more Eat It and Like It. 